I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of Livewire is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you can call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello. Hey, Elena, it's Luke. Lukey B, how's it going? <laughs> it's good. By the way, that's now apparently my official nickname with the staff is Lukey B, so thanks for that. It suits you. Yeah, I like it, actually. It's kind of snappy. Uh, where are you right now? Well, believe it or not, I'm actually in my closet. I'm not recording anything, but I've been spending so much time in here, <laughs> I've decided to do a little reorg. Yeah, that is like the main place where you've been doing your work for the show. Speaking of which... Uh, it's time to do the show. Do you want to uh, jump on the old microphone and get this thing rolling? Well, I don't know, Lukey B. It's going to be a hell of a commute. <laughs> How many times a day do you think that joke has been made over Zoom? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Can you turn on the other microphone? Yeah, sure. Hold on just one second. Okay. How does this sound? Sounds great. Listen to that full fidelity. Um, hey, Molly, are we recording? We are recording. Okay, good. You ready, Elena? Let's do this. From PRX, it's Livewire. Recorded from our actual houses, welcome to the Livewire House Party. This week, with comedian Paula Poundstone, stylist Deanna Everson, and music from Jonathan Russell from The Head and the Heart. I'm your announcer, Elena Passarello, and now... Live and direct from a small room just off his kitchen, the host of Livewire, Luke Burbank. Ah, yes. Thank you, Elena Passarello. Got my little clap machine. I've got the dog just absolutely bored to tears at my feet, (laughs) Elena, as I sit here in my little home office. Um, I'm hoping that the Livewire radio listeners are finding this more entertaining than the dog is because she is <laughs> not interested. This is, of course, the Livewire house party. That's why Elena is in a clothing closet at her house in Corvallis, and I am here boring my dog at my house. <laughs> uh, we're doing this for the foreseeable future. Uh, like everybody else, we are working from home, but we have a really great show in store for you this week. Paula Poundstone <gasps> is going to stop by. You know, one of my gigs is uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, oh, yeah. Elena. And every time I walk on stage, I I see a, a, a sea of disappointed faces because I'm not Paula Poundstone. Oh, no. 
People <laughs> love her so much, particularly on that show. Uh, and she is really funny, and she is trapped at home with like 16 cats right now. Oh. So we're going to find out how that's going. And then we're also going to hear music from the head and the heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have an idea to try to um, fix my uh, hairdo situation. Uh-oh. We're going to get into that in a couple of minutes. <laughs> First, though, uh, this week, like we always do, we ask the audience a question. Uh, and they have sent in their responses. The question was, what's an act of kindness you've witnessed during this time? Um, it's going to be a challenge for me to read this one part of this story and not get a little bit choked up. Mm. I was sort of practicing earlier to try to get through it. <laughs> it's something that happened in a town called Earlham, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Earlham, Iowa is like population 1,450. And the guy who is the mayor, his real job is he's a plumber. But when he's not being a plumber, he's the mayor of this town. His name's Jeff Lilly. And recently, somebody called up his office. I don't know if the mayor's office is also in the plumbing office. Or, <laughs> I don't, you know, like That would be efficient. Yeah, right? <laughs> and if he steps down from office, the next plumber has to be the mayor. <laughs> right. Um, so somebody called his office and said, I have a friend who wants to help stimulate the local economy in Earlham, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And this person who wants to remain anonymous, they want to buy some gift cards to like a local restaurant or the grocery store to kind of give folks a little bit of money and also stimulate business for these places that are having a hard time. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, that's a really great idea. So he suggested the grocery store. And then the guy called back later and said, he actually uh, wants to buy some more cards. And so where should we buy those from? And the mayor said, oh, there's a, a, a restaurant in town. And so he bought some from that restaurant, and then he called back and said, I want to buy even some more cards. And so he suggested a third restaurant. By the end of this whole thing, this anonymous person had spent $82,000 on gift cards for every household in (gasps) Earlham, Iowa. Oh, my God. Every household is getting three $50 gift certificates to these different businesses. And this is the part that really got to me. This is the mayor of this town. He says, I called the store and the restaurants to see if they could get a hold of that many gift cards. And when they told me they could... I just lost it. Mm. I went home and my wife looked at me. I started bawling. I'm a working blue collar guy. And this just hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm. Just like the idea of this guy who's probably in real life, you know, self-described guy who doesn't break down in tears in front of people. Oh, yeah. And you know, he's got to be worried about his town, right? He's the mayor. So the pressure Mm -hmm. and the stress, he knows every single resident if it's only 1,400 people. Yeah. That's just incredible. That's just an amazing story. It helps every single member of that community, every single restaurant. That's just, just really warms your heart. And that kind of stuff is going on everywhere, Mm -hmm. you know? It's in this time of, of uh, just a a really intense, really unprecedented crisis and, and, and a whole different way of, of all of us trying to live. There are just these little moments of, of grace that are happening between people. And it's really beautiful. Uh, What are the uh, listeners saying are some, some acts of kindness that they've been observing during this whole quarantine thing. Um, here's one from Trisha. Trisha, right. like you, read an article. Uh, Trisha says, I read a sweet article about a man named Rick who built a picnic table for the neighborhood squirrel. Oh. And she sent along a picture of, it's a. it looks just like a picnic table with the two benches, but it's up toward the top horizontal plank of a fence. With a little red thing of squirrel food on it. And the squirrel is sitting on the little bench with the red (laughs) plate of food on top of the table. 
just have oh a little gosh. picnic for one. He looks what very happy. What do you happy. think the squirrel thinks is going on in the world? It's just like, <laughs> it finally happened. I've been, I'd waited over six years for someone to build me a, a tiny picnic table that's my size. The, the squirrel has no idea that the world is yeah. falling apart. Like, this is a great time to be a squirrel, it turns out. That's right. <laughs> uh, what else are the listeners saying? Here's one for, from Terry. Terry says, my 19-year-old son has used his handy graphic design skills to make fancy invitations for his five-year-old sister's tea party. (laughs) Oh, I love that. People are like reaching out. I mean, obviously, all this Zoom stuff is getting a lot of attention. In fact, we're even using that right now to see each other. Mm -hmm. But there's also some old-fashioned communicating that's really cute. My daughter sent me a postcard this week and just said, let's be pen pals. Even though we Zoom like multiple times during the week, it made me so happy. And then the the postcard she picked was a Andy Warhol uh, tomato soup can, which she was said that that was like a low key reference to what we're all going through in terms of canned food. Yeah, we're all having to eat our non-perishables. I've been sending a lot of paper letters too. I sent Easter cards to everyone. Oh, nice. And hand wrote them and my hand hurt from uh, handwriting them because uh, it's been so long. I got dressed up for a family Zoom Easter. I put on a seersucker suit to sit on Zoom with my family. Oh. I didn't have shoes on because I'm not crazy. (laughs) Well, you don't have to wear shoes with seersucker. It's an old Southern rule. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. You can also wear Hirachi sandals. I made both of those things up. Please, Southerners, <laughs> I know. Don't come at me. Don't come at me. But <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, the suit could really only do so much uh, for my looks because my hair, Elena, like a lot of people in quarantine, my hair is really growing out of control. I'm starting to look like Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Um, <laughs> and even though very few people see me in real life anymore, it still is embarrassing to me. Um, so... I need to get a haircut, but of course, those places are closed right now. Uh-huh. I was thinking, though, that we could bring somebody onto the Live Wire house party who might be able to help me out with that. Let's get Deanna Everson onto the show because she knows all about this. Deanna, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Woo-hoo! You have the coolest Zoom background I've seen of any people we've talked to, and it's it's real. It's a bunch of Barbie dolls. Yep. The, I collect redheaded Barbie dolls. My parents never let me have Barbies when I was a kid, so screw them. Went dark with it. Now I'm a 40-year-old. <laughs> have multiple very expensive redheaded Barbie dolls behind me staring at you, ready. Wasn't the first Barbie a redhead? Isn't that right? The very uh, first? What, yes, yes. The um, Yeah, and I have, and I'm not going to show you because it's creepy, but I actually have a head <laughs> of the first red-headed Barbie doll that's wrapped up in plastic. It's a headless Barbie. We're not going to go there. I'm not going to pull it out. <laughs> Do not let me walk behind and pull out the Barbie. And and Deanna, you you are a redhead yourself, and you own a salon in Portland called Ginger, right? Yes. A lot of people like to call me Ginger because I didn't think about that it was actually a human's name. But yeah, it comes from my hair color. <laughs> and of course, like a lot of businesses, you're closed right now, but you're yeah. still operating virtually. How do you like give someone a virtual haircut? <laughs> it it really it really works better depending on the personality that's across from the screen. I wondered about that. (laughs) (laughs) If there's someone in the room with them, it helps. But it really depends on if you have like the guts to actually take the shear and cut the hair. So I end up doing a lot of like emotional conversations through that their (laughs) hair is not going to fall off their head. They're not going bald. This is how to curl your hair, maybe how to do an updo. But when it comes to like trimming bangs and cutting hair, I have to spend, it it usually happens at the end of the Zoom call because I'm spending the entire Zoom call like getting their guts up to go for it. (laughs) 
<laughs> really, it's very scary for people to actually cut their own hair, like really start doing it. I have never cut my own hair. I would be afraid if I were you. <laughs> Wait, this is a terrible sales pitch. <laughs> How many people have you coached through this so far? I've only coached 12 because I'm a terrible marketer, but um, my, well. my other employees, like we've all together, like done a lot of them. So this is like, this is definitely a learning curve. Now that I'm like three weeks into it, I'm like, okay, let's go. What's the most complicated haircut that you've like coached someone through? Um, I don't want to frighten you, but like having someone cut their their partner's hair, like yeah. a short haircut, it takes a lot of guts to put like a clipper to someone's head and put it right at their head and be like, I'm not going to make you bald right now. I'm not going to ruin your life. Let's go. And that actually, you you actually coached one of those sessions. Yeah. Yeah. How'd, How'd it turn out? It was mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you've only had 12 clients so far, Diana. My next question for you now seems irrelevant. I was going to say, are you concerned that you're going to do too good of a job and put yourself out of work because these people will now know how to cut their own hair? But it sounds like there's no danger of that. You know, that's funny you should say. I spent 18 years, like, like just, like, fighting against the Instagram haircuts. Like, no, I've done this for 18 years. You can never do as well as I can do. But now it's a competition. <laughs> I can fight myself and say, no, I can teach you. I can teach anyone. Gianna, do you think that... Um, you could maybe try to talk me through uh, a self haircut. You know what, Luke? I could talk you through a self haircut. Yeah. Really? What what kind of equipment do I need? Spray bottle. Okay. Comb. Okay. Clipper. I don't have a clipper. Spray bottle. Okay. Comb. <laughs> Scissor. Yeah, I just regular like scissors from from my. Office? Luke is holding. Uh, it says Office Max on the scissors right now. Yeah. That's a that's a real dark moment. I feel like I'm, now I'm now I feel like I'm in a cutting competition on TLC, and I'm ready. Yeah, this is like one of those reality shows. Hairstylists, your challenge this week: coach a mediocre public radio host through a self haircut with scissors from Office Depot. <laughs> now I would like the audience to know that I I feel like I saw a piece of tape on that scissor. You might want to peel that off first. Number one. Uh, Second okay. one, you have great hair. You've got really good hair. I'm, I'm actually <gasps> in shock. It's pretty good. Well, thank you very much. Um, uh, it's it's all an illusion, really. Like, that's the problem is it's kind of a comb-over-ish. And accept, it's yeah. way too over at this point. Okay, so here's the thing, though. This room that I'm in right now is carpeted, and I feel like it's a bad place for me to actually try to do this self-haircut. So if you guys don't mind, we're actually going to take a quick break. Okay. I'm going to walk down the hall to the kitchen. Yeah, you have to. And then we can try to do this right after the break. Does that sound okay? Okay, cool. All right, this is Livewire Radio. It's Livewire House Party. I'm Luke Burbank uh, in Bellingham. Elena Passarello is in her closet, safely, <laughs> far away from scissors and other things she could use on her own hair. I am about to go down the hall and try to give myself a self-haircut with the coaching of uh, Deanna Everson from Ginger Salon in Portland. So stay with us. We will be right back. Livewire is supported in part by Fully. Based in Portland, Oregon, Fully is an amazing company that sells and distributes things that will help you feel healthier while you are being productive doing your work. How do I know this? Well, because I use a Jarvis standing desk from Fully when I am on stage recording Livewire. That's right. I can set that thing at any different height that works for me in that moment. It keeps the blood flowing, keeps uh, me feeling engaged. I think you can hear the results, my friends coming through the radio and the podcast. 
If you would like to stay healthy and productive while you're being productive at your work, whether it's at home or in the office, you got to check out what the folks at Fully are doing. Go to Fully.com slash Livewire. That's F-U-L-L-Y dot com slash Livewire. They've also got the Cooper Standing Desk Converter. That gives you the ability to set your desk at any height you want as well. And just uh, figure out a spot that works for you. I promise it'll make a difference in your in your work productivity and how good you'll feel at the end of the day. I know it has for me. I also use the TikTok stool when I'm at home doing all of my uh, radio show writing projects. Uh, it's made such a difference for me and for our whole Livewire staff, and I know you're going to have the same experience. So again, find out what Fully has got going on by heading over to Fully, that's F-U-L-L-Y, dot com slash Livewire. Welcome back to the Livewire house party from PRX. I'm Luke Burbank, uh, now in my kitchen in Bellingham, Washington, down there in Corvallis, Oregon, is Elena Passarello. Hey, Elena. Hey, 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 hey. And joining us from Portland is Deanna Everson, owner of Ginger Salon in Portland. Uh, Deanna, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Uh, you're going to walk me through a <laughs> self-haircut, basically. How would you describe what kind of hairdo do I have, actually? Okay. You have like a glamorous uh, banker cut, I like to call it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like super tight on the sides. I'm assuming when it's shorter, you kind of style it up and back. Yeah, exactly. I kind of swoop it back and and um, yeah, uh, I, that's sort of the style. I want it to be shorter on the sides than it is now, but I don't have those clippers. So I just, all I, I did find another pair of scissors, by the way. I have, I'm going to hold oh, up these two okay. pairs of scissors to the zoom <laughs> lens. The ones from Office Max, which do have some gunk on them, I think maybe from like trying to cut packing tape. Mm-hmm. And then these other ones that are made by the company Fiskars, they are also definitely not haircutting scissors, but they're slightly less grimy. Should I go with those? Use the Fiskars. Use okay. the one with a pointed chair. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have an oversized novelty comb that <laughs> may or may not have been won at a water park. This is the only comb in the house. That oh is my a God. foot it long. Is literally bright yellow. <laughs> and I have a bowl of water. A bowl I, of water. Yeah, to dip the comb in because I don't have a I don't have a spray bottle. <laughs> you know, you know this is this is excellent radio. Focus up, everyone. Yeah, yeah right. Let's go. Radio, the notoriously visual medium, wherein I will now be cutting my hair on the radio. Okay, so okay. Uh, what I would like Diana is to just have a little bit less of the top is very long and very yes. much kind of in my eyes. Uh-huh. I want it to be a little longer on top because again, I like to swoop it to the side. So it looks like I have a little more hair on top than I do. This is going to be the super easy part. Let's start with the easy part and work our way okay. up to the drama. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So what you're going to do is you're going to take, take your, take your comb, dip it in some okay. water. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're going to comb all your hair up into a mohawk. Do I hold it? Because it won't stay up by itself. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So once you comb it up, you hold on to it with two of your fingers. Okay. So if anyone's seen the uh, Ed Grimley character that Martin Short used to do, that's kind of the vibe I got going. Yeah. You got a little shark fin. Okay. Where's the hair? Let me me see on you. Where's the hair that's outside your finger? There you go. (laughs) Cut that hair that's on the outside of your finger. Cut all of it off. Cut it. Yikes. That's a lot of hair. Okay, wait, cut less than, cut less than. Cut less, cut less. You can, oh, God. You can't glue it on. Okay, oh, that's perfect. Okay, Just okay, cut here we go. Just go Three, two, one, it's happening. Oh, oh, oh those scissors are oh, not they don't sharp. Even cut. They don't even cut. These are the wrong scissors for the job. I think you got to get the office maxers going. 
<laughs> I might have to try those. Okay. Try the uh, Office Maxers. What if I just. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. No, was that God. the wrong thing? Oh, my God. Was that the wrong thing? He went oh, wrong. Like, it's oh too God. hard for oh me God. to try to hold the hair up between my fingers the way you were telling me. Not my fault. You went rogue. Wow. That just took a lot off, I have to say. Yes, yes. I just, I mean, if the goal is to have less hair on my head, I just accomplished it. Okay, what's next? This is going well. This <laughs> is such a nightmare. Now you're going to take your hair. You probably have hair back here, right? Like yeah, yeah. On the crown of your head. So you're yeah. going to take all this hair up to the middle. Just take it up to okay. the middle. Okay. Hold okay. it up in the sky. Okay. Like an angel swing. Yep, Ooh. got it. Okay. Okay. You're going to trim. Let's go small. Let's go small. Trim okay. like a quarter of an inch. A quarter okay, of an okay. inch off. Okay. Just okay, the okay, top. Okay, there okay. you go. Yeah. All right. This is Livewire Radio, by the way. I'm Luke Burbank here with Elena Passarello. We're talking to Deanna Everson. She's talking me through a home haircut, which I think is going well. <laughs> Let me see. How much did you cut off? Uh, I'm holding it up to the zoom lens. Uh, it's not too bad. That's no, not that's too good. Bad. It's like that's an good. eyebrow's worth. Good. Okay. Now shake it out. Shake it out. Okay. This is okay. easy. Shake it out. Got it. Okay. Okay. This is not looking bad. This is not looking bad. Yeah. <laughs> now, next step. All right. This is the last cut that you have to do on top, and then you never have to go back. Okay. So now uh, you're going to part it the opposite way of where you part. So you're pushing your hair got this it. way. Got you're going to take it. all of your hair on the top and go over here to the opposite I need side. To apply more water to my novelty comb. <laughs> it's like the size of a clown's shoe. <laughs> yeah, me combing my hair this way, which again, this is completely lost on the radio audience, but when I comb it the other way, it's stylish banker. This one is creepy undertaker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like got a, a very... Depression-era preacher, I was thinking. <laughs> you know, like an evangelical preacher from the 1930s. Out trying to get people to come to my tent revival. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now that the hair... Just yes. look at where my hands are. They're all, yep, it's I'm all going to come over here, right to yep. here. Hold okay, it right got there. it, got it, got it, got it. See that little tail that I'm looking yep. at? Yep, yep, You're yep, going to... Just like a half an inch of that. The problem is... I have to hold it with my left hand because these are right-handed scissors. Oh, boy. I'm just going to have to just eyeball it. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> that was a lot. Oh, that was okay. too much, I think. That was a lot. That was a that lot. That was way too much. It was a and lot. it's not in an even amount. <laughs> okay, that's better. Honestly, okay. it's better. Way better. Um, yeah, I have... Well, I'm, I'm, I have less hair on my head than I did when we started this, so in that... In that sense, I think it's kind of a, um, a success. Should I be trying to do some kind of a, um, you know, texturing that they oh, do? God, they no. Like, oh, God, no. Jesus, please don't do <laughs> no. that. No? Okay. And you then, could, like, you know that part when you pulled it all forward and then took that big chunk off the front? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because now you have bangs, you look like um, Christopher Guest. <laughs> yeah, I do, in Waiting for Guffman. Yes. You know what? Honestly, Deanna, I have to say, like, it's not as terrible as I was expecting based on my inexperience in this matter. So, no. um, good job. Deanna Everson from uh, Ginger Salon in Portland. Thank you so much for uh, walking me through this. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. If you want to check out some photos, some very unflattering photos. I did not even realize these were being taken uh, of the before, during, and after my home haircut. You can check them out on the Livewire Facebook page. Support for Livewire comes from Fully. Based in Portland, Oregon, Foley creates modern, human-centered office furnishings, including standing desks and sofas. You can learn more at Foley, F-U-L-L-Y, dot com. This is the Livewire House Party. It's our fourth episode of doing the show from our house. I'm Luke Burbank. Uh, I'm now back here in my home office, the kitchen 
is a mess. <laughs> There's hair everywhere. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to deal with that after the show. Uh, anyway, each week on our program, we like to ask the Livewire audience a question. This week we asked them, uh, what's an act of kindness that you've witnessed during this time? Have you seen any acts of kindness, Elena Passarello, that have stuck with you? I have seen so many. So many. It's If you go out looking for them, they're happening in large and small ways everywhere. Oh. Um, but right when we the community started kind of closing its doors and staying at home, I rejoined Facebook and I got mm. on all my local uh, like community groups that I usually avoid like the plague just yeah. to see if there was anything I could do to help or if there was things that I needed to know. Last week, last Wednesday, when I was having my coffee and going through the groups, this woman that lives close to me named Anne said her, her kitchen window abuts a bunch of duplexes that have a basketball hoop and Mm. without fail every day, this little like fifth grader is always out there shooting hoops by himself. Yeah. And he's training and practicing. He is a serious guy. Um, and it was such an (laughs) old hoop that the hoop broke. Oh no. And so then she looked out her window and the, for a couple of days and the kids just like sadly dribbling a ball around this. Guy. Oh <laughs> my God. So this is, she's telling us this story right on Facebook and she says, I have muscles and I have a truck. Would anybody like to go in on a hoop for this kid? And I didn't even finish my coffee before like 15 people were like, I'll give 20 bucks. And I don't live in a particularly wealthy community. You know, um, it's pretty blue collar. Everybody was, you know, they'd been able to pay for the hoop within four seconds. But then somebody else was like, I actually have a hoop. It's got some moss on it. But if you can come get it, it's yours. And then the whole Facebook group exploded. Free hoop. And then, <laughs> and then she, she came back in and she was like, oh, no, I've got a bunch of mulch in the back of my truck. I guess I won't be able to pick it up until tomorrow. And then this dude who I think his and maybe I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but I think his icon was his truck, this big blue gorgeous truck. He was like, I got you. Hit me up. And so this guy and this woman, Anne, they drove to this third person's house and they loaded the basketball hoop on. Um, They were wearing masks and they had gloves on. And then they brought it to the kid's house. I think the kid's name was Dustin. And then the very end of the thread, this is about the time I was going to bed. I checked back with the thread. There was this photo of the three of them. They were 10 feet away from each other. And under the hoop is this little 10-year-old kid making the victory sign with his arms. Someone else donated two brand new basketballs and this Lukey B is the best part. Saturday was the kid's birthday. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? It just like reinforced, you know, you live, your neighbors are cool. Your neighbors are going to find ways to take care of each other in ways that you can feel proud of. That feels like a a life lesson that that kid is going to carry with him, that Dustin is going to carry with him for his whole life. I mean, imagine being a kid, having your ha- your basketball hoop broken, and then people noticed. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, made a difference. It's like, that's a big thing. And the other thing that gets me, like when I'm thinking about the story, none of these people that spent this day helping this kid touched each other. There were no high fives, mm-hmm. no handshakes. Yeah. She can't even hug the kid. She says that she's she like waves at him when she's taking her recycling bins <laughs> out. But he's never, you know, been able to get into physical contact with this person that just made his quarantine so much better. What are the um, listeners saying are some little moments of kindness as all of this has been going on? In honor of your haircut, uh, one from Debbie. Debbie says... (laughs) Haircut is is really, um, I think, being generous, but yes. Well, I'm glad that Debbie's one of our listeners because this this whole episode is going to be so uh, hair-themed. But Debbie says, (laughs) I'm a hairdresser and several of my clients have offered to prepay for their next appointment. So touching. Um, I didn't know this 
Uh, but that is the best way that you can help people in, I guess you could call it the beauty service industry, to go ahead and prepay your manicure, prepay your, you know, toe waxing. I don't know what sure. services people get. <laughs> I get a lot of toe waxing done. No, I, I've been um, I've been buying gift certificates like they're going out of style mm-hmm. because it's a really great way to support small businesses yeah. and, uh, and, and folks who, uh, you know, really need it right now. Uh, anything else coming in from the listeners that you find interesting? Here's a good one from Vicky. My roommate's ex texted her to share his new Netflix password. <laughs> wow. Oh, I see. So he was saying, here's my new Netflix password, uh, which you can use if you need. Yeah, I now, know. Does he realize that there will be no chill with this <laughs> Netflix and chill because we're not allowed to go visit people anymore. Well, that's a very, that's a kind and generous act. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, who knows, maybe it's depriving Netflix of their five bucks, but Lord knows they're getting plenty of money out of the rest of us. Elena, do you remember uh, last week we were talking to Nora McInerney about trying to parent young kids during quarantine? Her kids were like literally climbing on her during the actual interview. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That was one of the funniest interviews I think I've ever been privy to and it was delightful she was such a delight so she's trying to like raise young kids during quarantine what about trying to parent aged cats during the quarantine like 16 of them (gasps) because i know someone who has that many cats and also a dog and is my friend from wait wait don't tell me i'm talking of course about paula poundstone paula welcome to the show thank you for uh, clearing your schedule out to do this oh yeah well it was a matter it wasn't clearing my schedule out luke it was a matter of rearranging what time of day i walk the dogs and when i bleach that's (laughs) that i keep up such a rigorous bleaching schedule right now how are your pets holding up you're sort of running an animal shelter there right i do i'm a, I'm a very unprofitable farmer (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, yeah they're uh they're loving it i'm actually trying to train i have two big dogs and i'm trying to train them to go on my treadmill um oh really? for heaven's sakes that's so funny that's my assistant's phone um uh that's yeah. all right we're all doing the show from home this is this is what happens in this yeah. version of broadcasting yeah yeah well i'm trying to train and i found um i i looked up on the internet like you know training your dog to go on a treadmill and of course i found this uh, trainer oh my heaven i found this trainer that um he has these dogs like you know one of them he sh- they show a video of him trying to just put a leash on the dog and the dog's like arr, arr, you know <laughs> like these ferocious dogs that he's been given problem animals and within minutes he has these things walking on his treadmill my dogs won't do like the other day, one of my dogs put its paw on the treadmill. And wow. the we had a celebration, the likes of which Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras was nothing compared to what we had. Uh, how, how are the cats doing? You have a lot of cats. I have 12 cats. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm used to that gasp. Oh, um, no, it's my dream. That's my dream. Oh, is it? I well, would love I have, it. I have 12 cats. The census is down, actually. I used to have 16 um, but, uh, you know, they live long cat mm. lives and then they don't live anymore. But, um, I have two that are all but dead, honestly, that <laughs> in fact, you know, when I'm trying to work out two videos, um, which I do, um, uh, I have these two cats that are very elderly and not well. And for some reason now at the end of their lives, all they want to do is get stepped on. 
<laughs> what? They want to get stepped on and they want to be smushed by doors. Oh They're no. They're forever in the, in doorways and I don't I don't see all that well and so I'm, the way I know they're in the doorway is I feel the meat of their body <laughs> oh my God. pushing back as I try to push the doorknob. And you're just like, okay, what we know about cats now is that they do not learn. There's no, they never have an experience that they go, oh boy, if you go near that door, she'll just smush you. Or, you know. Or when she's doing her dance step workout, she'll step on you. Like they don't have any, there's no, they don't, they don't share information. They're not like the, they're not like the coronavirus task force. They don't share, they're not like the governors. They don't share information about what's going on. Uh, this is the Live Wire House Party. I'm Luke Burbank, along with Elena Passarello. That very familiar voice you're hearing from Santa Monica, California, is, of course, our friend Paula Poundstone. Um, she is the co-host of Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone with Adam Felber, which is a great podcast Thank that you. you've also been doing in this strange remote format that we're now all doing. Uh, what are? How are you staying fit? Are you, I know you dance. I know you like swing dancing. Like, what is your? Well, you know, I routine? haven't swing danced, swung. Danced. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while because mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, I was spread a little thin there for a while. And so I had sort of stopped and I really f- had focused for probably the last couple of years on uh, Taekwondo, believe it or not. Taekwondo wow. and self-defense. Um, the good news is I'm not very good, so don't fear me. <laughs> uh, but of course, with the I was so close to a, a black belt. Although the thing you have to understand about the black belt thing is that there are many degrees of black belt. Mm. So you can still suck and be a black belt, really. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah Elvis Presley. <laughs> yeah, was Elvis Presley a black belt? Not in Taekwondo, but most people think that his skill tests were questionable. Oh, <laughs> Elena's writing a book about Elvis. Is it okay oh, is for me true? to say that, Elena? I didn't know that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, Are uh, you really? Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he had a lot of animals just like you, Paula, but very few cats. Uh, he only he really was not a cat person. Oh, well, that's probably what did him in. Yeah. They would have helped him. They would have counseled him towards that's the end. Right. That's they right. They would have said, Elvis, you can't keep repeating these bad behaviors. Uh, I they would have Elvis. stood in front of the door. <laughs> yeah, kept right. From- <laughs> he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have been able to get to the cabinet. Um, yeah, they let me get to the cabinet, but then oh, for <laughs> can you say that on the radio? <laughs> you getting a call? I am. Um, all right, I've had it. You know, it's someone calling for support. Forget it. Um, <laughs> all right, this time. Sorry, you guys. Hold on. Hold on. All right. So this is all going to be part of the show. I want you to know. Oh, yeah. This is. You know what's great is it's my publicist who's calling. Really? Yeah. Uh, because... Don't do live wire. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it's really funny. My manager often calls like when I'm doing interviews and things, and I just think it's so funny. Like that if if, if anybody should know a little bit about my schedule, and I understand that you know no one plans their whole day around what I'm doing, but it does kind of make me laugh sometimes that the person who's interrupting the interview is the publicist. That do you see what I mean? Because I have more than one phone, and I I just can't stop them all. Um, 
it sounds like at least there's still some activity around your career, it's which like is kind of good. It's like a newsroom. Well, like, just no, like- I, I, I have a call center here. I, uh, <laughs> I'm doing polling. Uh, <laughs> you know, did you hear that? That last phone ring that you heard was, uh, I still have a landline, which I really leave open. Just I, I still pay for the landline just so that I don't leave lose contact with con artists. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I would so miss that guy who calls and goes, this is the IRS. I love that guy. We have actually forged a relationship. Um, this is the Livewire house party. I'm Luke Burbank here with Elena Passarello and, of course, Paul Poundstone. Paul, are you doing the social distancing stuff? Are you abiding by the rules? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, uh, which is not easy to do in Santa Monica, I got to say. I mean, I don't think of this as like a thriving metropolis where I live. Um, but uh, now when I walk my dogs, it is almost impossible. There's like literally four lanes of walking traffic mm-hmm. on these little streets of, uh, uh, you know, there's not enough room on the walk, uh, on the sidewalk to yeah. be six feet away from somebody if you're going in the other direction, if you're passing them. It, yeah, it's it's a constantly evolving sort of process and system of rules too. Because even if you just think about like two weeks ago, what was acceptable yeah. versus now, and and it's now it's you know if if you go outside at all, you should probably be wearing a mask. And like I was on a jog the other day wearing a, a mask, which was really a sleeve of a t shirt that I had just cut off. <laughs> and I got a shout out from a mom who has had her young kids with her. She said, "You rock at social distancing." And I was like, "This is the new way to demonstrate what a virtuous person you are in the world is to jog to almost." die because you're jogging with a mask on and you can't breathe. There you go. Have you yet had the experience? Well, I, I, I um, which is, uh, the mask and glasses. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fog I have, them right up. I have no idea what I buy at the grocery store now. <laughs> I just, I go to a section, you know, I go, you know, can you tell me where the canned goods are? And they point me to this, you know, over there. Okay. Cause I can see broad gestures, but, uh, I can't see the labels at all. So I just put cans. Um, you know, what we're having for dinner tonight is what we had for lunch yesterday, which is lima beans. Just yeah. lima beans. Yeah. Yeah. Another I just thing. load cans into my cart. Something that I know about you, Paula, from working on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me with you is that you have had for like the last 20 or 30 years a persistent cough. Yes. Which – Makes you really unpopular right now, I'd imagine. Yeah, no one. The thing about me, social distancing hasn't been that hard for me because no one really wanted to be around me, anyways. And so this, this really, it's not a big change, honestly. In fact, it's funny that we had like four phones ringing there for a little while because I go whole days, my whole life with the phone never ringing. Um, so yeah, I've had a chronic cough for thirty years, and when, when I like. When I was just before, you know, all hell broke loose when I was still flying, but when everyone was really suspicious of one another um, and, you know, people would take out their hand sanitizer and slather the, you you know, the the armrest. And well, I'm allergic to hand sanitizer. So the smell of it makes me me, have respiratory problems. Oh, no. Uh, So, yeah. So no one. Uh, no, you know, people just get off the plane, <laughs> you know, it, it was sort of like a hijacking, but not really. 
<laughs> the, the pilot said to me, well, since you're the only one, is there someplace else you want to go? <laughs> it's a very willing, it's a very will, it was a, it was a non-threatening hi, 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 hijacking. You, now, Paula, you, you travel constantly during normal times because you're touring. I did when well, I had a job. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. the thing. I mean, uh, I, obviously there's probably concern around not being able to go out there and work and make a living, but is there any part of you that is enjoying not having to travel so much? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing about traveling was, uh, I just, I got so little regular sleep, like in a bed because um, my my pickup times were three thirty, four, mm-hmm. five in the morning, and now as a result of that, um, uh, you know, I've been a comic for forty years. So for for forty years, I really didn't have all that much sleep in a bed. But um, I can sleep anywhere. Mm-hmm. I can sleep in a chair. I can sleep leaning on a pole. I can, you know, I can sleep anywhere. But this idea that a certain time of the evening comes in. There's so many buzzers going off. In Does your room. sleep therapist usually call you when you're trying to sleep? <laughs> yeah, Just that's exactly what consistent. happens. The idea that there's a period of the night that comes and you lay down and then you stay there for several hours is freakish to me. <laughs> it's just Are freakish. Are you doing it? Are you actually doing yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But, the, you know, the, yeah. Do you find yourself feeling tired all the time now? Yes. Um, be, we had somebody on the show last week, Nora McInerney, who was saying it, we did not just get a bunch of free time all of a sudden. It isn't like a, a new time got created. It's just being used for something else. Maybe you're not flying somewhere, but now you're just lying around being anxious. Like mm-hmm. we still have a lot going on, you know, and, and I've been oh, thinking yeah. about that a lot lately. Yeah, yeah no, I think there's a level of – there's a level of stuff that you can't even think about, right? I, I, I am, um, it, it, I'm not a big AA'er, but I am taking a bite of the one day at a time pie uh, mm-hmm. because I feel a I like pie, and b uh, I do feel like there's so much that I can't do. I actually have been so busy during all this. Hmm. That I haven't, um, I, you know, people say, oh, we're so bored. And so we're, we're binge watching this and that. I'm, I'm like, really? Then you're not bleaching enough because uh, <laughs> I have been tremendously busy. Well, first of all, with 12 cats, I sift four times a day. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. the other thing I want to just suggest to America <laughs> is that, you know, I'm going to guess that in every household, there's at least one book. And, you know, when people are like, I'm so bored, I'm so bored, I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I, have, I have so many books on, on my shelf that there's no reason for me ever to buy another book because in my lifetime, if I live a long and healthy life, I won't be able to finish reading what I have. And I think that is the case for a lot, a lot of people. Uh, yeah. You never lie to yourself more than when you're in a bookstore. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, Paula, uh, thank you so much for um, uh, interrupting your busy schedule to hang out with us today. And uh, I gotta get and... back to bleaching. The... <laughs> yeah. I right, always well, used to bleach hand, hand, uh, doorknobs, so this is yeah. this is me and my glory. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, you guys. It was a blast. That was Paula Poundstone. 
right here on the Livewire House Party. I'm Luke Burbank at my house, Elena Passarello is in Corvallis, Oregon at her place. Uh, Thank you so much for spending this time with us uh, once again this week. We have to take a quick break, but we will be right back. So don't go anywhere. Hey, special thanks this episode to Laura Cotties of Portland, Oregon, and Burton Cooley of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Laura and Burton are part of the Livewire member community, and they generously support our show with a donation each month. And um, let me just say now more than ever, we are so thankful for that support. It is genuinely what helps us keep this whole thing going. Those caftans aren't going to stock themselves in Passarello's closet. That's right. So a big thanks to Laura and Burton. Welcome back to the Livewire House Party from PRX. It's episode four. I'm Luke Burbank, your host. I'm at my house up in Bellingham, Washington. Elena Passarello is in Corvallis, Oregon, at her place. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, let's get some music going at this here house party. I have been following the Head and the Heart since their early days in Seattle, Elena, when they were playing an open mic at a place called the Connor Burn in Ooh. Ballard, which is sort of like a legendary local open mic. That's actually where the members of the band met. And I kept hearing about the Head and the Heart, but I'd never actually seen them in person, and then finally I did, and I was like, oh, <gasps> this is what all the hype has been about, because they're really incredible. Uh, they released their fourth studio album, Living Mirage, last May, and we are super excited to have Jonathan Russell from The Head and the Heart stopping by the Livewire house party. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Luke. Where are you at right now? Uh, I am in my apartment in San Francisco. Mm. Yeah. Uh, have you been feeling creative over the last few weeks? Yes. Um, you know, actually, one of the beautiful silver linings to this whole thing, for me anyways, has been uh, I've been home for a full month for the first time in five years. Wow. Which is literally not ex- an exaggeration at all. So, um, yeah, it's, not, it's, it's amazing what your brain does when it, when it can relinquish its, uh, you know, anxiety mode of like, wait, 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 when was that plane ride? Or when, mm-hmm. when was that flight again? Or like... Um, so I've been, uh, I've been making the most of being still and, um, being home with my fiance and all of my, all of my toys. (laughs) How's that going, by the way, if you're somebody, you're a traveling musician Mm -hmm. and then suddenly you get to actually live with the person that you're engaged to. Yeah. Like, is that a different vibe? You know, day seven, it was like, hey, I'm, I'm John. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've never seen each other this often. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, how do, how do you take your coffee? <laughs> um, <laughs> so the, the wedding is still on? <laughs> wedding, is st- wedding is still on. Uh, people are still in love. Um, <laughs> things are getting worked out. I'm doing therapy. You know, it's, uh, yeah. it's all positive now. Um, yeah. It was an adjustment for sure, um, but a good one and a necessary one. Um, are you keeping in touch with the other members of the Head and the Heart? Are you guys Zooming Mm-mm. or do you email nope. or what? Nah, we don't even talk. Just wow. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, we talk like <laughs> we talk like six times a day, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I swear to God, I feel like I have a full-time job now that I'm, um, I guess, I mean, I guess I've always had a full-time job, but it, it, we're, I think we're in more... We're more in communication now, almost. It sucks because you don't have a good excuse now for not mm-hmm. getting back to someone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. It's like, I don't have time. Like, yes, that's all you have, actually. You have nothing <laughs> but time now, John. So, Well, what song are we going to hear? I was going to do a song called Glory of Music. It's okay. uh, the closing track on uh, Living Mirage, which is our, the last record we put out. 
Is there anything about this song that feels related to the time we're all living in? Yeah, I mean, this song, even like when we put the record out, especially it felt like one of the most relevant songs on the album, but um, there's so many other like flashy cousins that you hear before you hear that one. Yeah. Um, and I just couldn't really tell if it ever got its day in court. So to me, it just, it just represents this like collective consciousness. Um, and I think what I think it again is as a beautiful silver lining of, of this, uh, pandemic is there's more humanity coming out of everyone right now. Um, yeah. cause we have to, and I hope that once we no longer have to quote unquote, that at least the humanity will remain, um, because it just, it just reminds you of, you know, like if everyone goes through the same problems, I mean, you just, you stop looking at everyone's differences as often and, and more of the things that we all go through together. So, uh, to get off the soapbox, hopefully the song is also just a beautiful song for people and it doesn't have to be so heavy. All right. This is Jonathan Russell from the head and the heart on the live wire house party.
Wow, Jonathan Russell, the head and the heart. My whistling in celebration was um, not nearly on the level of your whistling in that song. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, Jonathan, thank you, man, and, and stay safe and stay creative, and we look forward to uh, seeing you and the rest of the Head and the Heart back out in the world when things start moving yeah, again. Yeah, likewise. Thank you guys so much for having me, and I uh, hope you guys are staying sane. Uh, thanks for making do. You're in a closet right now, and that's <laughs> super cool that you're willing to make this all work for everybody. So cheers and oh. really appreciate it, guys. That is Jonathan Russell from The Head and the Heart right here on the Livewire house party. That's going to do it for this episode. Elena, thank you so much for wedging yourself back into your closet <laughs> for another another house party. Oh, well, you look great, Luke. Great job on your well, haircut. Well, thanks. Yeah, I know a guy uh, <laughs> really knows how to cut hair. I'm glad that was you and not me that had to do that. Uh, I know. I was more nervous than I thought I would be when I made the first cut you know what i mean yeah no i like, mean I, I saw those scissors and yeah. they, they look like they couldn't cut hot butter so uh yeah i know they were really <laughs> substandard but it all worked out uh thank you of course to elena passarello uh thank you to our guests this week paula poundstone diana everson and jonathan russell from the head and the heart livewire is brought to you in part by foley alaska airlines and the jupiter hotel Laura Haddon is our executive producer. Tim Harkins is our production director. Our producer and editor is Melanie Sevchenko, and Ariana Donneville is our marketing associate. Caitlin Kunkel is our writer, and Molly Pettit, our technical director, is our house mixer. As always, a big thanks to Carlson Audio. Also, special thanks this week to Tim Smiley for mixing that amazing song by Jonathan Russell. Additional funding provided by the Regional Arts and Culture Council and the James F. and Marion L. Miller Foundation. Livewire was created by Robin Tenenbaum and Kate Sokoloff. Our show is made possible by the generous support of our members. This week, we'd like to thank members Corey Zanin of Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Adam Lane of Portland, Oregon. A couple of familiar names around here. For more information about our show or how you can listen to our podcast or sign up for our newsletter, head on over to LiveWireRadio.org. I'm Luke Burbank for Elena Passarello and the whole LiveWire crew. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Livewire. When we first met, I was really shy. I had no idea we'd spend so much time together or that you'd be one to fill my heart with, with joy and make me want to be a better person. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were here. I was busy reading a review from one of our many, many rapturously smitten listeners. Oh, wait, actually, no, sorry. This is from Elena. Anyway, the point is, uh, it would be really helpful if you wanted to leave us a review Feel free to say really nice things about us, and uh, we'll even read them now and then on the show. So you might hear your review of Livewire read on the program itself. Uh, reviews help other people hear about the show, and then we can keep doing this for a long, long time because we love having this job. Uh, thank you so much if you've left a review, and if you're about to leave a review, you can go ahead and do it right where you get the podcast.